Welcome back to Give Me Five with Jones and Eli, guest pod edition. Today, <laughs> we have a great friend of the pod, the legendary, I would say, Emily Sasfi. Emily, thank you so much for being with us. And our question for you today is, book and movie combined, what is the best Harry Potter story? Wonderful. Well, thanks, Jones, for having me on to Give Me Five. Uh, big fan, big fan. Um, and Eli. Sorry, Eli. <laughs> and Eli. Um, <laughs> um, I would say, I think combined, like, story-wise, I would say Prisoner of Azkaban, the third movie slash book, is the best story overall. Um, I just think the plot is filled to the brim, and the twists and turns, the Sirius Black is bad, Sirius Black is good, over under, is just, like, such a ghast surprise for the first time. And even every time after, it's just... The plot is so sick, and I love it. <laughs> Look, it's a good take. It's a good take, and rarely I'll compliment our guests on here, but it's a good take. I agree with you uh, that three is is fantastic. But where it goes wrong, and why I would say it's not my number one, is because, yes, I would say, you know, the, those two or three chapters of three, when they're in the Shrieking Shack, and they're figuring it all out, and... You know, Peter Pettigrew and all, all this stuff. That's insane. That's probably the best, like, action-packed moment of the whole franchise ever. When I first read that, I was like, I couldn't believe it. But there are some parts of 3 where it kind of drags and where it's kind of boring and it gets repetitive. And it's like, okay, we get it. Sirius Black is bad. Harry's seeing this weird black dog everywhere. It's just kind of, okay, enough. For that reason, I'm going to say the best story. It's the best book by far. And I think it's also the best movie, except for the ridiculous haircuts that everybody has. It's the fourth one. Real. It's the fourth one. The Goblet of Fire, the Triwizard Tournament. Fantastic. From the beginning. Quidditch World Cup. So much sports going on. You got dragons flying around. Mermaids in the ocean. You know, Voldemort comes back. It's the really the turning point of the series. You got that nice, beautiful cover of the book as well. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Has to be Goblet of Fire. Four is great. I love the Goblet of Fire. But I'm going to take the value pick right here and take Deathly Hollows because I get a two for one because I get both of those movies because that falls into the story. And I'll take the book. The book was really well written. And I love I think Deathly Hollows part one is just par perhaps the best movie. I think Goblet of Fire and Deathly Hollows part one are really close. A couple key points. I mean, my heart broke in the movie theater. How did that sword fall in when Dobby's teleporting? How did that dagger get in there? I fucking hate Bellatrix Lestrange till the day I die. Fuck her. Dobby was my favorite character. I probably cried for like a couple weeks after that. I'm not going to lie. Like that's yeah. going to take a lot of years to to heal that Dobby pain in my in my heart. Um, also, the the way they use like Nagini in those movies and really make him scary. Like he he. Uh, festers like inside that old man. I think that's one of the craziest scenes in that like snowy so it's town. A woman. It's a woman. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, oh I'm sorry. It was, it didn't mean to offend that woman out there, but I mean, she had a snake festering inside of her. So I guess that's the least of her concerns, but Deathly Hollows, it's all the payoff and it's really all the buildup because part one does such a great job building it up. And wait, let's talk about the best storyline of Deathly Hollows. Severus Snape. Oh, what a what a misunderstood villain to hero arc. I love it. Yeah, no, you, I just want to quickly hear. Snape is good. And Snape, yes, the villain to hero, it's great. It's amazing. But can I tell you something even better? Please. Hero to villain. Hero to villain. And you know who we have that with? 
Mad-Eye Moody, Barty Crouch Jr., that reveal at the end of the fourth. Are you kidding me? They come back yeah. from the graveyard. It's crazy. You talk about great Nagini scenes when Nagini's in the house with the weird old caretaker at the old Riddle house when Voldemort's yeah. like a little shell. Oh, my God. That's great at the beginning. And then you get to the end and you have that whole crazy thing. Cedric Diggory dies. Voldemort's back. You think, oh, my God, I can't take it anymore. It's enough. The book needs to end. And then... And then we realize Mad-Eye Moody is not even Mad-Eye Moody, and he's trapped in a suitcase, and this guy, oh my god, Jones, <laughs> my brain is exploding even talking about it. <laughs> listen, I, yeah. listen, listen, I'll give it to you. Four is probably my favorite book. I think it's gas, and I think that reveal is great. Where I think it goes a little wrong is that then for like the rest of the series, you have this like terrible image of Mad-Eye Moody because you meet him at the end as like this good dude and then you barely barely hear from him for the rest of the series and then he just like pops back up at the beginning of the Deathly Hallows and you're like, oh, hey, but you have no idea who this character is or anything about him. So that's where I would say that goes wrong a little bit for me with Goblet of Fire. Um, I would love to comment on Jones also. Um, Go ahead. Deathly Hallows part one, I would argue is actually the worst of the two Deathly Hallows movies. Um, that's just my take. I would say, first of all, you bring up Dobby's death. There's too much dead, dead in that dying. So much dying in that. Movie. Too much dead. I, too much dead. Too much dead. I, I can't. <laughs> Hedwig dies within the first like 10 minutes, which is already like a heart crusher. And they just breeze over it. And then Dobby dies. Like I can't. Bellatrix the stage has caused so much death in these movies and it's all the best characters and it just so for that plus I just think it's a little boring I would rather watch the action I'd rather watch the war the running all that jazz the running, the running I, I, is good. I, I, I do I do support you in the fact that there is too much death at the end you know my mom's a huge Harry Potter fan too and we always talk about it. it's just like everybody freaking dies like I mean I'm surprised they didn't kill off Harry for God's sake I mean they, they well, nearly they did. did they did well they of. did and then he <laughs> and, then, and then he popped up and Neville becomes this like big hero with his speech and stuff. I love it. Um, but let me throw this out there. I think the film series went through a little bit of a dangerous stretch there in five and six where it looked like things could get really rough. I'm glad seven bounced back. But I think five and six are clearly the worst films. Mm, I don't know if I agree with you there, Jones. Um, five, I will say, a little boring. I don't think they did a great job. That book is so freaking long. They should have just made it into two movies because it's longer than the seventh book. Like, they should have made it into two. So they're just forgetting a lot of stuff. So it moves really slow. It's just, eh, everything's piled together. I think that the sixth movie is severely underrated. I think it's the teen romance movie. And maybe, like, that's not your jazz, but I feed it up. I feed into it. I <laughs> Love it. I love the the love triangles, uh, just Ginny and Harry and Dean, and then Ron and Hermione and freaking Lavender. Like, I just love that. Like, I love watching that unfold. What I was going to say is I think, as a big books fan, more than the movies, I think, like you said, Emily, the fifth one is so long, and the sixth one is also really rich, and those are not big action movies, right? You said it yourself, Jones, that the seventh is kind of this payoff, yes, for the first half of the seventh, but even I would say for six and five, since the end of four, all this stuff is building up. And you have, yeah, these little mini battles in Department of Mysteries. And, you know, they go to the, that cave and fold. I mean, Dumbledore on the spoiler alert, Dumbledore dies on the astronomy tower or whatever. <clears throat> um, but I really think if you're reading the book, they're so long, they're so rich. There's so many interesting things, character development wise, story wise. You learn a lot about the past, which is super fascinating. Um but when you're trying to nail that down and make it into a two-hour movie, 
it's not doesn't really play because you you have to cut out a lot of important stuff and you're trying to just show the action and there's just not that much action to be shown. So I agree, the movies are not that great. Yeah. Do you, do you where do you rank Cedric Diggory's death in all time Harry Potter deaths, sadness wise? Anybody? Thoughts? I mean, I would say it's up there because the thing about that one is it's kind of the first death almost. I mean, yes, like Quirrell kind of dies in one. I don't really know. No. In two, nobody really dies. In two, uh, Tom Riddle like gets the diary stabbed or whatever. Three, nobody like nobody really dies. I guess like the the, the housekeeper at the beginning of fourth dies, but like that's the first real death, and it's so out of nowhere. Like there's no build up to it, especially if you read the books. I remember it's just one sentence. Like you have all this crazy stuff that's happening. They they land, they fly through the big graveyard, da 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 da, da and then boom. You're just dead. And it's just so like, talk about jarring and just kind of, oh my God, is it's that. So I think for that reason, even if you don't really care about the character, kind of a boring character, it's still just sad because of how quickly it happens. And it sets the scene for all the rest of the death. Am, am I basic if I say my go-to spell is Expelliarmus? You didn't even say it right. You, yeah, Expelliarmus, but you know. Armus? <laughs> yes. No, it's Amus. It's Expelliarmus. <laughs> Why are you trying to do half a British accent? Like, uh, that's it's Expelliarmus, but... There's really? an R in there, Jones. There's an R. Um, is it because of the accent that I never got that? Expelliarmus. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, th- is it basic? Is that what you asked? Right, yeah. Is, is that a basic take? I mean, I don't know if it's a basic take. I think it's kind of a lame take. I, like, it's kind of a boring spell. You just kind of... Dis- disarming someone, I feel like, is so, like... Because then, like, just pick up your wand and keep going. But I could throw them back, too, with the Expelliarmus. They would fall back as well, right? No, they wouldn't. No, that's... Is that that's, not how that works? No, Stuplify would be that, because that's, like, a stunning... Stuplify. Wait, Stuplify? Okay, now you're just making things up. <laughs> Come on, no. There's no Stupify, way. Stuplify, Expelliarmus. I feel like I'm the only actual Harry Potter fan in this in this call. Well, can I say this? I, my, my Roman Empire, I think I finally found it out, is that... They just run at a brick wall, platform nine and three quarters, and just trust that they're just not going to get yoinked and break their nose. I used to try that at school, and I would not be successful. Book, the second book in the second movie, Dobby locks them out of it, and they run into it. And I don't understand how they're never more injured. They run into it and just bounce back off like it's made of rubber instead of, like, breaking their faces. No, I mean, I think we could do an entire podcast, and this is maybe one for another time, on just all the things that don't make sense in the Harry Potter <laughs> universe and all the non- nonsense illogical aspects. well and some just like i know there's a lot of debate on like the whole third movie like time travel part of it there but, is like, but why- unfortunately we're we are out of time <laughs> this has been give me five with jones and eli this has been an absolute pleasure